Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. They are known for creating cinematic rock that celebrates the underdog. Lifts the fallen and gloats in victory. Pairing post-apocalyptic pump of rock with powerful lyrics, all good things, crafts a bombastic sensory assault of anthemic heavy rock, fitting for the climactic moment in video game or blockbuster movies. The group has since signed with Better Noise Music, and we will see their first full-length album arrive later this year. To celebrate the announcement, all good things join the forces with Hollywood and Dead members Johnny Three Tears and Charlie Seen on a hit for the glory. The upcoming album is an epic collection tied around the theme of surviving the apocalypse. It was inspired by the entertainment where All Good Things has placed their music. In the Mortal Kombat video game, Criminal Minds, Vampire Diaries, and even the NFL Super Bowl 52 broadcast. It pays homage to the escapism those worlds provide listeners. We have the absolute honor and privilege to talk with the lead singer and guitarist, Mr. Dan Murphy, from All Good Things. Hey, Mr. Murphy, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, James. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, pretty good. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, okay, so before we get stuff rolling, I, I, I just um, have to ask you, um, I do this with some of my guests, uh, so I, I, I'll, I'll give you two, two band names. And you tell me which one you you prefer listening to, right now. Okay. Not which one's better, you know, because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just what I'm feeling more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got. Um, let's start with Megadeth and, and, and Metallica. Ooh. That's been a that's been a, like an iffy situation right there, you know. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I pr- I probably go Metallica, man. Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. And we're playing a few shows coming up with them. The couple festivals here in the states that we're looking forward to are their headlining randomly. The uh, the days we're playing in uh, Sacramento at Aftershock and in right. Florida, they're they're playing the same day. I've never got to see them live, so that's going to be really? epic. Yeah, well, um, well, see, uh, I I had the chance to go see them when they were on tour with Kid Rock. This was back in the nineties. Oh, sick! And uh, and my mom was going to take me, but uh, but a family member passed that day, so we had to go to the funeral. Oh, I've never been to see me either, man. But they, I hear they put on a great show, you know. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like legendary acts that you know you gotta catch them while you can, you know. At least one time, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, hopefully, uh, it's not one of those shows where you gotta jump in the van and drive overnight right after. I hope I can stick around and watch their set. But right. uh, yeah. looking forward to that, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, but but the reason why I brought up Megadeth was um. Uh, they just announced their new basis. I don't know if he played on the actual record or not, but uh, did you hear yeah. that it was uh, um, I'm James Lomento now? Yeah, I did hear about that. Yeah. That was a little dramatic. Yeah, yeah. there's definitely been a lot of drama lately with uh, band members, uh, you know, drummers and bassists and all sorts of members yeah. have to 
kind of juggle uh you know life right now and uh, yeah it's been crazy for everyone man but yeah i did hear that it is, it is pretty wild yeah because yeah, because um, we interviewed david ellison but that was two weeks before all of, all of the backlash on him but yeah i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. great great guy to talk to i, I love hell yeah. i love to, to interview him that's awesome dude uh, hell yeah okay so so our last set of of, of bands is uh death tones or incubus oh yeah you know, I know, I kind of know Chino. I've actually uh, hung out with Chino a few times, but I was a huge Incubus fan growing up, man. So I got to go Incubus on this one. You know, yeah. Chino's not gonna be happy with that answer, yeah. but if uh, he this, but yeah, I love Incubus, man. And uh, you know, actually, the only show I've ever seen in my life at uh, Madison Square Garden when I was like really young, I flew out to New York and was lucky enough to see uh, Incubus at the Garden, dude. And that's one of those oh, shows yeah. that kind of with me forever. So uh, yeah, I love Incubus, man. Yeah. I've seen Death Tones three or four times, and they always put on a great concert, dude. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. They're great, man. Yeah, they're... I haven't seen them in concert yet, actually. I, really? I still got Yeah, oh, I know. Man. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Man. Hell, yeah. I got to check it out one of these days. They're playing in the same Florida festival, I think, so hopefully I'll be able to watch them then. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Um, okay, so um, as we mentioned in our, in our intro, uh, your, your, your music has been in quite a few games, right? It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's been in Mortal Kombat, uh, uh, Vampire Diary. Oh, oh, it's, it's some of them has been in like TV shows too, you know, like yeah, Vampire yeah, Diaries yeah. and yeah. Yeah, um, there's like wrestling games and a few sports games and uh, yeah, our music is kind of scattered all over. We're we're lucky enough that we can release. Yeah. Uh, well, we started as like a library uh, licensing project. You know, this was uh, all music we were writing for uh, film, TV, and video games and. Uh, you know, working with a company called Extreme Music out here in LA, they've uh, they've been awesome, man. They've got our music license all over, and we've been lucky enough to get it placed in stuff like video games and commercials. And nice. yeah, it's an awesome surprise when we find out that uh, people are using our music. Yeah. So, knowing that your 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 music on the video games, do you play video games? Yeah, I do. But I've actually like Andrew went out and bought. I think it was the 2019 uh, wrestling game that came out uh, that man. that he bought. I think they had fight in that one. I always forget which one it is, but he went out and bought it and played it right away. Man, and me, it was- me and my friend, we, we play WWE 2K19 all the time. Oh, really? Hell we, yeah, dude. We get so mad at that game. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we probably heard your song, um, but uh, well, we get so mad at that game because that gl- game is like a glitch fest. Oh, no sh- all yeah, right. yeah, but the glitches are so funny where you, you don't care if it's bad, you know? We just have a good That's time. hilarious, yeah. dude. I got to check it out, man. Yeah, dude, yeah. Um... So, so speaking about that, um, how how does um, a band like yours um, get to be on a like game or like a like a like a TV show? Do you contact someone else, or do or does do do they contact you? How does that work? Um, you know, luckily uh, we don't have to do that that legwork. You know, it's um, that's Extreme Music, our licensing company that. Uh, really does all the negotiating you know we kind of just supply them with music that we think might work well for uh you know an epic scene you know a sporting event um you know our our music leans to a little more of a cinematic style of hard rock so i think it kind of works well with visuals and i think um you know when when you know tv companies and stuff or whatever commercials are looking through libraries and trying to find the right music i think Maybe that's why our stuff stands out and people can kind of pick it and use it for what they think uh, it works for. But, uh, yeah, luckily, man, I'm not doing all the paperwork stuff. I right. just supply so, the music. I, that's the hard stuff. I just get to write the music. You and, just uh, sit back and have fun, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And just kind of get surprised when 
when uh, we we hear that it's on TV and stuff, and usually we find out just through YouTube. You know, people comment on uh, on our videos or their videos or upload you know footage that they've seen, and yeah, it just it all comes through like Instagram and YouTube. We find out where uh, usually the stuff's getting placed, nice. or we'll look for a royalty statement. A lot of times, it takes like you know a year and a half before you even see where the stuff right. ended up. So, yeah. But yeah, it's always fun, man. It's always fun to see where it ends up. Nice, nice. Uh, so I'm looking at your, your background and it looks like you have two guitars in there. Are they like your first guitar or like, or, or like guitars? Yeah, you picked up? totally, man. Like these are actually like some of my oldest guitars. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I actually won that Taylor acoustic a long time ago. I did like an acoustic yeah. competition with one of my old bands and I like won that. So that was like the coolest thing I've ever won in my life. To nice. be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, middle is just like a cheap old Mexican telly. Okay. I had that Ever. Yeah. I love that thing. It's awesome. There's uh, another Taylor. It's a Taylor Electric that I was, uh, we used to have a Taylor endorsement, so they were always super good to me. Yeah. And then all the other stuff, dude, yeah, there's some funny guitars down there. One is a Jack Daniels guitar, one that, uh, okay. one actually a lot of guitars, and now I'm thinking about it. And, uh, yeah. you know, old Parker's a banjo over there, but, uh, yeah, most of our good guitars that we use for the band, they're all over at, uh, Andrew and Liz's spot. They've got a studio over there. We do most of the recording, and, uh, yeah, got a couple different studios around LA. We kind of bounce around and leave nice. instruments, swap them around. So, uh, so, so, we, were were you self-taught or like did someone teach you how to play guitar? Um, I'm pretty much self-taught, man. I'm like kind of the uh, music theory dummy of the group. I like to say, you know, like I understand the bare minimums of like theory and stuff, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I can songwrite, but I'm not as I'm not as well trained as, uh, you know, Liz, Andrew, Tim, and everyone. You know, Miles and I are kind of shapes and patterns kind of people. We always joke. But, uh, no, I'm pretty much self-taught, dude. I never uh, took a singing lesson or a, vocal, you know, a guitar lesson. Uh, I kind of learned there's an old uh, CD-ROM called uh, E-Media Guitar Method, and I, I did the volume one, and that's where I first uh, kind of learned how to read tab and, you know, fiddle around on a guitar, man. So it's just kind of that. And then trying to play by ear and just listen to my favorite artists growing up and just trying to you know, play along. So it's always been kind of a self-taught thing. You know, I'm a very visual kind of learner. So I've always kind of had to see stuff. Yeah. Have, um, have you tried out Rocksmith? Cause I heard that, that that's like a, like, that, like, like the best tool to learn guitar. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I honestly haven't even heard of it to be honest with you. No, I should check it out. Yeah. And and at Wild Square, that that playing actual guitar is a lot easier than playing Guitar Hero guitar. Yeah, you know the best uh, the best Guitar Hero heroist is uh, our drummer by far, dude. He's like just a shredder at Guitar Hero. He's like way too good. I think he still plays it even after everyone else yeah. stopped. Yeah, still playing the damn thing. But no, he's great, dude. The rest of our actual guitarists suck at that game. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So I guess he plays it all on like like expert mode. Yeah, no, he's, he's like, like I hate you. <laughs> playing Dragon Force. Just <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's playing, dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so okay, so when I was researching you, I I noticed you were you worked with the Extreme Music Records on their 2013 and 2014 album Battle Rock and Battle Rock Two. Yeah. Um, but for your 2017 album, Machines, um, you work with Better Noise Records. Uh, could you tell us what was it about Better Noise Records that made you want to switch from, from extreme music? Yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, we started as a library band. It was really a studio project, and we never really intended on, you know, taking this band to the next level and touring and, uh, you know, going to radio. And, and, you know, we just never really saw the band having that kind of success, honestly. We just... 
it was a dream bigger than we had for the band. It was just kind of unreal. So, uh, yeah, after a while, when we started realizing, wow, we've got, you know, tens of millions of views on some of these YouTube videos and on some of these Spotify songs, uh, you know, we just kind of realized, wow, there's an audience for this. And a lot of people were reaching out in messages and saying, hey, dude, like, what, yeah, who are you? Uh, you know, yeah, like, when are you playing in my city? And, like, when are you going to upload a photo of yourselves? Because we just were using, like, stock image photos and stuff. But, uh, you know, after... Basically, after those Battle Rock records, which we didn't even put our band name on them because we didn't, you know, I didn't even know we had a band name for the first releases. <laughs> it was like Andrew Liz kept uploading it. Right. And um, yeah, then we were like, wow, we got a lot of, you know, hits on Fight and Get Up, especially those two songs. And we were like, let's let's write an album. So we wrote Machines and we put that out through the same licensing company, Extreme, which we love those guys. They were great for that album and they really got for the glory, uh, the, the push it needed. And then. Yeah, for the glory, our song just started taking off online, and uh, you know, I guess Better Noise kind of had us on the radar, and we we definitely have been seeking them out. They're kind of like the dream label for us, so we yeah. you know flew out to New York and met with them and negotiated all that, and um, yeah, man, it was really just trying to find the right team to like connect the dots that we weren't able to, you know, as a you know licensing band, we weren't, you know, we didn't have any tour history, and without tour history, nobody really wants to book you, and without uh you know you just have to connect so many dots you know at the time we were even like self-managed and like no label and you know a lot of people don't believe in you until you get all the dots connected and everything exactly. pieced yeah. together so um that, yeah and a lot of marketing and branding and you know we we've we're just putting out our first album but i feel like we know the team really well over there and we've uh we've really kind of created a great you know team that uh, a bunch of people that believe in the record and what we've been doing and we're finally ready to release this thing on the 20th it feels so good because we've been just waiting forever to get this thing out right yeah so i uh, for 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 my listeners and, and for me because i'm not too sure about it um a a library music band is uh, is is like stock music that you'll make for other companies yeah. and Totally. You know, that's a great question because uh, when I was introduced to that whole world, I had no idea what the hell any of that meant. You know, like the whole idea of library music is kind of this like unspoken thing in the in the music world where, you know, listeners and fans have no idea what the hell that means. You know, we write a lot of songs for, you know, library, library music is basically, you know, there's so many incredible producers here in L.A. and around the world that like put their music into this library and, um, you know, and companies can go in and pick and choose from and it's not you know there are bands scattered in and a lot of it are just songs written by songwriters and producers and stuff so you know a lot of these songs will end up on youtube and they'll be smash hits on movies and tv shows but people don't really realize oh that's an artist that wrote it you know i've got a few side of all good things that have a few million plays like a song the undertaker took and he was like it was like the 20th anniversary or something like that he was walking out to and um you know another movie and you just have all these cool things that happen and uh yeah i don't know i think library music isn't like sexy necessarily and people don't really give it the credit it's due but i think it just doesn't get the attention it's kind of always been held on another level than than like quote unquote real bands but it's just nice to to, you know to feel validated and and to have our stuff kind of uh be compared to everything else that's out on the radio you know like this is it's kind of crazy to me that you know for the glory was uh technically a library song and now it's you know number one in the usa which is insane to me that we made that transition from licensing to radio which is something we really had a hard time uh you know breaking through and doing that so it took a long time to kind of really negotiate the deals and wrap our head around how it's all going to work and then uh get radio on board and the label on board and now that we seem to have all the dots connected and tour dates and album release dates it seems uh, everything's going well so uh, we're excited nice so uh you mentioned that you didn't have a 
you didn't have a band name when 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 you started doing this uh, uh library music with with companies. Um, yeah. So all good things is is a perfect title I think for your band because it's all it's about positivity and hope. Um, uh, could you explain like who came up with the band? Was it like a did the whole band decide on that name, or did one person bring it in and hey, that's a great you know? Yeah. yeah. In the, well, in the beginning, so I, I actually. You know, when I joined All Good Things, it wasn't really like I joined a band. It was like, you know, Andrew and Liz are in the band. They're they're a producer couple here in LA, and they've produced a lot of really great over the years. And um, I've worked with them on different projects and different genres. And they were starting this project that was just writing really hard rock, and they were looking for hard rock singers. So our drummer, our current drummer, who wasn't our original drummer, actually introduced me to the two of them, and um, was like, "Dude, Dan can sing. Like, let this dude sing on your rock." So, you know, I started singing on some of the first stuff, but we also had a Joe, Joe Pringle and a couple of different singers that were doing um, some of the earlier All Good Things stuff. So I just kind of came in, I bashed it out, wrote some hard rock stuff. And I know that they had other singers come in and bash stuff out that I didn't have anything to do with in the very beginning. And uh, that was the early history of the band was, you know, writing songs for, for licensing. And, uh, you know, I didn't even know it was going to iTunes or going to Spotify. I had no yeah. idea. I was just like, oh, cool. Maybe you'll end up in a TV show. I didn't know it was going to the Internet. You know what I mean? So all these songs a couple years later i was like yeah, i might as well google it and you know see where it ended up and then like you know googled fight and get up i'm like holy crap man like there's so many plays on this like so many more plays than all the other bands i was in at the time and pushing and everything like that mm -hmm. so uh yeah it was just kind of a weird accident how this band started man it's a weird back to front kind of accident it's great yeah the uh the internet's a weird a weird monster because you can learn so much stuff but then again it, it will backfire on you you know and yep. what, and one thing I love about the internet and music is you can find new bands all the time, you know. Oh, dude, for real, yeah. I mean, Spotify is great about that, introducing you to new music, yeah. and yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I think we're in a, a crazy time where people are able to, you know, it just blows my mind that like so many people have found us through Shazam, like you know, yes. just ask, yeah. hey, like, hey Siri, what song is this? You know, like. I don't really do that when I'm watching TV unless something, you know, you know, but I guess people do and they, you know, that's how I people have, I have been known to do, do, to do that once or twice, you know, because I'm, because yeah, on, yeah. on CSI, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a good song, let me yeah, share yeah. it or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you never know when a song like fits a scene perfectly like that and it really stands out, like that's the perfect time to do it, you know, and it's just uh, pretty cool that we're able to Shazam that'll send you to an artist Spotify that'll recommend you like a hundred other bands that sound like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, you know, at the same time, you can definitely, uh, be a, a small fish and uh and just kind of get uh overlooked because there's so many artists out there putting everything on spotify now but uh yeah it gives you a great opportunity to get some exposure you know nice 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 uh so um i noticed that your live album and your ep acoustics volume one um was released on your super super pop dot co yeah um, yeah so so was this just like a two record deal with him or or no you know super pop is basically the same as extreme okay. um it's just like a subsidiary like a like a you know extremes like the umbrella and super pops like a label underneath it so it's really the same exact thing that was uh released for licensing and everything too um uh but yeah i mean the live thing we recorded at the whiskey i actually forgot we even put a live ep out uh yeah that was our yeah. first show at the whiskey <laughs> and we put live ep out and then we did the acoustic thing uh earlier and then yeah all the new acoustic stuff we started doing over quarantine we just put on our youtube we didn't put it on the on Spotify, but that, that gives me an idea. Maybe we should start doing the acoustic thing again. That's pretty cool. Um, I've, I've it, always found acoustic songs a, a lot better than, than the electric guitar, kind of, sort of, you know? Because yeah. when you hear um, 
like like um wine and better life by Bon Jovi, right? That's the great music. But when you hear the acoustic, you're like, oh my god, this is like from a new level, you know? Yeah, man, I love the acoustic, and it just kind of you know brings guitar parts like to a new level where they just kind of jump out of the mix at you and. Um, right. Yeah, in our band, you know, we're definitely hard rock, but we're definitely, uh, you know, we lean towards the melodic side of things and, yeah. you know, big kind of hooky melodies. And, uh, and yeah, I think our stuff really works well acoustic. So uh, yeah. I think we got some acoustic things lined up on this upcoming tour, too. We got to probably bash that out right. in the van, figure out where we're going to play. But yeah, yeah, yeah um, just uh, not a lot of acoustic on the album, but I'm sure we, there's, that gives it room to, uh, you know, for us to do some fun stuff on YouTube. That's for sure. There you go. There you go. Uh, so talking about that acoustic album, um, which came out in 2019. Um, how did the band decide that the whole, uh, which songs they include for this four song EP? Because cause I think you have songs from your uh, Battle Rock 1 and Battle Rock 2, correct? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah so, totally. Yeah, so how, how did you decide which, which ones to attack? I mean, I think uh, we kind of picked some of our favorites, you know, it was like definitely some of the fan favorites too. Get Up and Fight were always, you know, just monsters online. So we kind of felt like we had to do those. I'm trying to think of the track list right now, the, the acoustic EP. I'm like, what's on there? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It also, like like I said, man, like I didn't sing all the songs in the beginning. You know, there was a couple other singers. So obviously when the band asked like, hey, what do you want to play acoustic? I'm not going to pick a song that I didn't sing originally. So uh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah some of my favorites and some some stuff that i kind of thought would translate into uh into still like heavy rock acoustic stuff but um yeah man i honestly can't even remember the track listing on that because we've kind of done uh almost every song acoustic over uh quarantine just on live streams and stuff so uh well, i got right here if you want okay so it's get up uh fight Stay now and never surrender it's the oh board. damn yeah. i honestly didn't even remember <laughs> Yeah. I remember Never Surrender, just I love that chord progression and the eeriness of it and like the desperation in the vocal. That was always kind of cool. So uh, that was definitely a, a weird one, but a fun pick. And and Stay Now is funny, man. That's like one of the songs we just wrote for a licensing, uh, like a metalcore licensing collection. And it wasn't even for a battle rock or, you know, right. whatever. A lot of the random songs we wrote like that ended up on uh, what we called All Good Songs on um, okay. Spotify, which was... Uh, yeah. That was also Andrew that I think just came up with that. It's a little uh, kind of wordplay for. Uh, yeah, it's a little, yeah, I love. Like, don't get me wrong, I love dad jokes, but I'm like, come on, man, you could have called it something cooler than that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Also, like my, my name is still spelt wrong in the uh, album credits there on Spotify. Oh man, hey, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the songs. I was, I've always hated that name, and I've always hated the font choice on the uh, on the whole kid song. I'm like, mm. one of these days, maybe I'll try to fight in the and the change the title or the album art for that. But yeah, also, yeah, I don't think I ever even answered the question. I'm so uh, distracted all the time. Uh, Andrew and Liz came up with the band uh, named All Good Things. And uh, yeah, they were just releasing stuff online. And I didn't even, I didn't even know that was the name <laughs> at the beginning. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we've been releasing this stuff as All Good Things. So uh, just so you know, <laughs> kind of like, oh, cool, all right, cool. Yeah, that's a great name. <laughs> I was actually singing in... Um, I, you know, I've had a few bands here and there, and I remember at that time I had just auditioned for uh, a singing in a band with Sean White, the Snowboarder, yeah. and he had a band called They Lost Their Singer, and they were going to rebrand, do a whole bunch of crap. Anyways, I got the gig, and their band is called Bad Things, and I didn't name that band either. Oh, sure. So uh, I joined Bad Things and All Good Things, and I had nothing to do with naming either of the bands, and I just kind of had to deal with it. It was hilarious. There you go. I mean, uh, yeah, so, well, I guess you got to see the, the bad side and the good side, right? Yeah, exactly. So my next 
My solo project is just going to be called Things. <laughs> yes, very Things. Yeah. All Things. All Things. <laughs> so, um, on, so on your website, the band's website, allgoodthings.la, um, it says that you play guitar and also sing, which is, you know, what we've been talking to you about today. Um, so which, which, which instrument do you really connect with your, your voice or, or like getting out with the, with the, the guitar? Yeah. I mean, when I first started playing guitar, I was in like fifth grade or sixth grade begging my parents to buy me a guitar and, right. you know, lucky enough for them to buy me one. But at the time, you know, I just, the guitar was just so magic and cool to me that I, all I wanted to do is play guitar. I didn't know how to sing. I didn't know the about singing. And the only reason I started singing is because, you know, I was in a band of friends, like, doing covers and playing, like, uh, at our middle school dances and shit, dude, like, covering Linkin Park and whatever. And it was yeah. like, hey, dude, you know, you can sing Linkin Park better than me, and you can sing Blink-182 better than me. And it was just kind of, we would divide up the job. And then, you know, over over a while, it was 50-50, and I started taking over and doing a little bit more and more. And then, you know, uh, I started just singing in every band I was in from that point. I was always playing guitar while singing. And that's the only thing I ever knew up until this point of all good things. You know, every time I'd ever been on stage other than all good things, I was always hiding behind a guitar, right. which was uh, really like, you know, it's kind of like having a beer at a party. You know, it's like a comfort thing. You know, it's just like you get a you're like, I don't know what to do with my hands as soon as I got rid of the guitar. You know, so uh, that was a weird. I mean, it's been years where I've, I've got used to it now, but um that was a hard thing to shed, man. It's a hard thing to let go of the guitar and be like, oh, damn. Like, it's, like I can't hide. You almost felt like you could hide behind it. And uh, now I feel free and, like, I'm able to just completely focus on singing. And, and the guitar was always almost, I mean, I love playing guitar, but when you're doing it live, it's almost a, a distraction. And it's stressful when you're singing and you're worried about staying in tune. And you're yeah. checking your tune. You break a string. Your pedal board's shorting out. It was just like, oh, man, that's so many stressful things that I just don't have to worry about now. And uh, so now I just focus on singing. And usually my only worry was I would trip over the cable and trip the other bandmates and right. And then they bought me a wireless mic so I don't have to trip everyone on stage anymore. So now it's kind of this, uh, I don't know, it's fun, man. I don't have to worry about so much anymore. Not yeah, it's always a good thing to focus on one. Uh, cause yeah. Because I, exactly. I feel like if you're singing and playing, it's kind of like like a detrimental to you. know you're Oh, totally. Playing. And while I'm singing and playing, I'm still thinking about like, you know yeah. what i eat for lunch or where i'm staying tonight or like <laughs> you know, i'm usually like just my brain is like thinking about, yeah which is great man that's what we find is like once you get in the zone and you're on tour for a while and you play these songs for you know night after night you kind of get in the zone where you just stop even thinking about what you're doing and playing and your mind is like completely Gone. off and like yeah. Anna. Yeah. and you know that's when you know you're like oh all right, we got this down, but you, it's funny because like when you're in the zone, you're almost like out of the zone. You're thinking about something else. It's funny, right? Uh, so we touched on writing um, uh, in your band. Um, so is the is the writing process like a band collaboration, or do you write them solo and bring them in and and go off those? Well, kind of depends, song to song. You okay. know, I think rarely I'll write a song and bring it in. You know, I am the enemy is an example one that I I brought a chorus in and we kind of fleshed it out, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, off the new album, Liz brought in Hold On, that chorus, and we, we turned that into a song, and I think I might have brought in Kingdom. There's just, you know, every every song's a little different. Um, generally, it's like Liz and Andrew and I sitting around in the studio and kind of bashing stuff out, and, uh, you know, Andrew fiddling around on Pro Tools and the computer and playing with sounds and guitar parts, and, you know, if something kind of jumps out of the mix and inspires something, it might inspire an idea or a lyric or whatever. But, um, yeah, Liz and I do all the lyrics. We write all the all the all the lyrics and melodies together which is kind of cool you know it's a 
different than my other projects because it's like a way more of a collaborative effort and it's kind of fun in the end because it's like if i'm happy with a song she might not be happy with a couple lines and she'll try to tweak it and if she thinks something's great and i'm like ah dude i don't know that second verse could be better it's like we'll usually fight about it for a while and then in the end it always ends up being better so it's nice to have a uh, you know each other to bounce those melodies and harmonies and uh, ideas off each other because everyone's got a different ear and everyone brings something else to the song yeah uh so let's talk about uh for the glorious song i i it's it's on the album machines i think it's track four um mm-hmm. so okay so i i i do have a few questions about this um sure. one uh, why did y'all uh, decide to, to to re-release this on your new album, uh, Hope in Hell? And two, uh, you worked with um, Johnny Three Tears from uh, the, uh, the um, Undead, right? Uh, Hollywood yeah, Undead. Yeah, right? yeah. So, so how did that cl- collaboration happen? And uh, once again, why did y'all decide to release this one again on the brand new album? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. I think we're going to get that question a lot, too. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good one oh, to nice, answer. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, we joke that we're going to put For the Glory on every album we ever release from here on out. So, That's a great uh, song, dude. <laughs> great song, you know? No, I mean, so like I said, uh, you know, when we put out Machines, our, it was kind of like it, it came out through extreme music. But everything's self, self-produced and okay. pretty much self-released. So it always yeah. felt like, you know, whatever we put out, we put out just throw it out and see what happens. And that's exactly what we did with machines and, you know, for the glory, for whatever reason, just took off and just got like one of the, it's like 20 or 30 million views on one of these girls videos on YouTube in like yeah. a year thing. Yeah. And it was like, wow, holy crap. Um, and you know, people started to take notice and people in the industry started reaching out and that was kind of our leverage. You know, that was our, our, you know, the reason I think better noise probably wanted to sign us to be honest is you get a big song like that, that uh, goes viral online and uh, people want that, you know, the label wants it and they want to figure out why it's working. And, uh, and also, you know, we, we got all that, you know, excitement and all those, uh, you know, those views and everything from, from a library. There was literally no promotion. There was no radio. There was no shows. We never toured off of it. We, we nothing but click, upload and put it online and it just did it and it's like we didn't shoot a video for it till four years later three years later we we literally just put it out and it, it just ended up on all of like nfl and like nba and nhl and all stuff and it, you know it was just this crazy thing so we were like uh you know when we met with better noise obviously they wanted for the glory and um you know wanted to re-release it and so we were trying to think of the perfect collab and hollywood undead you know they johnny three tears and charlie have this awesome uh you know I think they've been doing they've been doing Hollywood Undead since you know I was in high school. Do, I mean they're a legendary band and they've got this unique sound and a sick fan base that has a lot of crossover and um, yeah man we just had all the faith in them. We're just like hey if anyone's gonna take it and rewrite it like perfect let's find them and if luckily they were on board they seemed to love the song and uh, you know the label connected us there. They it was painless man we just sent them the song and no instruction they just sent us the their edit back and it's pretty much what you hear is how they sent it back and uh yeah man we're just so so happy they were you know uh, willing to collab with us on uh this this song that just kind of came out of nowhere and uh yeah it's just i don't know man i, I just kind of speechless about what the song has done you know the fact that it's number one on the radio in the yeah. states is like still unreal to all of us we've just been sitting at home in covid and you know just hanging out here in the studio i haven't seen people you know we've played one show since uh since covid started and it's just it doesn't feel real yet, so we're excited to get out on the road and play all these new songs and see if people are gonna, you know, react to the new record. Well, right, yeah. 
I find it interesting that you said uh, that y'all basically had no promotion. You just clicked the button and uploaded it. That sounds a lot like uh, Hollywood Undead because I think they're the first MySpace band. And I, and I think all we did was just click the button totally. and just upload it, you know? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess if, yeah, if anybody knows uh, what you went <laughs> yeah. through, it's them, obviously, because they, I guess they went through the same thing, right? Yeah, like I said, the only thing they've got is they've been touring their freaking asses off for years and years. And, you know, unfortunately, we haven't been able to. We've been uh, the studio project with a a bunch of canceled dates, but we've been uh, just so blessed to get the success of radio and the ability to finally get an agent and get out on the road and go out on tour with POD, man. This uh, this POD to new tour is going to be epic. We can't wait. Actually, are are y'all coming here to to Clovey? Because I know that POD is coming. Yeah, you know, we uh I think we're playing in South Carolina. Yeah, we're uh yeah, I Dude. forget exactly where. There's a lot of dates getting thrown around, but um I swear if yeah. okay, yeah, cuz I cuz I thought about to see that band, but if but if you're coming, dude, I would love to meet you. So, so I would definitely buy me a ticket and uh go to Columbia cuz I cuz they're coming to the Senate. Oh yeah, we're playing the Senate, dude. Dude, I'm going to meet you. Uh, All right. September I got to buy so, yeah. like a beer or something. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be yeah, sick, dude. Hell yeah, fun, dude. Man. Right. Hell oh, yes. Awesome. Yeah, September 25th, we're yep. playing uh, Yeah, at the Senate in, in Columbia. I've never been there before, so super man, excited. That's a great. That's a great. It's it's a little bit big. I have a – have you been to Ground Zero in, uh, in, uh, in Spartanburg? No, no. South Carolina? No. Uh, the Senate is like, a, is like bigger than that area, but it's like – I don't know how to explain it. It's, 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 it's awesome. Really? Oh, dude, I can't wait, man. I'm just gonna leave it at that and then let you be the judge. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I'm I'm just excited to go back. You know, South Carolina. I haven't spent a lot of time in that part of the country. I've only done one, uh, you know, seven week tour in my life, and I was like ten years ago in another band, and we played in uh, some really divey venue in South Carolina. I don't even remember where it was at the time, but I just remember having a blast, and everyone, uh, you know, all the locals were so friendly. We had a great time. Someone took us to some crazy after party, and I just remember having a great time with you. Uh, just looking forward to getting back and, you know, hanging out with people and, uh, yeah, just, uh, man, just playing all the shows and taking it in, watching POD every night. It's going to be a blast, man. Man, POD is such a great band, you know. Yeah, and everyone keeps saying how freaking cool they are as people, too. So I'm just looking forward Yeah, I've heard the same thing, dude. I mean, I... Every person I've met, dude, I've met people that have toured with them and just met them, fans, and, uh, you know, people have nothing but great things to say about everyone, especially Sonny. I mean, people just love those guys. They're just... uh, yeah, so, you know, it's good when you're going on a good seven-weeker. It's nice that yeah. we're not going out with a bunch of assholes. I mean, everyone's got good <laughs> things to say about these guys. So we look <laughs> right. great for them, man. And, and that always makes the tour a lot more fun because, you know, you really oh, don't yeah. want to go out with, with the, like, assholes, just like you said, you know. Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. Uh, uh, so we have two more questions for you. Um, so uh, Hope and Hill is your brand-new album coming out on September 25th, 2021. Uh, August 20th. Actually, even sooner than that. Okay, nice, because I heard of September, so. Hell yeah, yeah, honestly, we were penciling in all sorts of dates, and we were okay. thinking it wasn't going to come out until next year, and as soon as they gave us that August 20th release date, we're like, ooh, that's like two months sooner than we thought it was going to be. Even better, and dude. Right with the beginning of this tour, you know, yes. so we get to drop this album uh, four days into the tour, which nice. I'm so excited about, dude, nice. which makes way more sense. So, yeah, I think we, yeah. we bumped it up to August 20th now. Right. So, uh, could you tell our listeners a little bit about the album coming out? Yeah, of course, man. Um, yeah, Hope and Hell is just this record we've been working on for 
man, it's been three years, you know, it's, uh, it's our debut on better noise records. And, um, yeah, as soon as we signed with them, we basically went right back into the studio to start working on this album. And, um, then, you know, it was all pretty much finished, right? As pandemic hit and we had to cancel everything and replan everything. But, uh, this is just a collection of, you know, big, uh, arena rock songs that, uh, are kind of, you know, lean on the positive side, man. I think it's a collection of music where we, we kind of decided to pick and choose some of the songs that work well together and, uh, and kind of get a collection of like uh, songs for the underdog and like songs to help people get through some times. And, uh, you know, I think in hard rock, there's not a lot of positivity all the time lyrically. And I'm not, you know, we're not trying to necessarily always stay on that and, you know, be a Christian band or whatever. But I think there's a lot of uh, people that have resonated with our band because they've gone through hard times and struggles and injuries and mental health that, that uh, these songs have brought them back to their feet, you know, and that's something that we really appreciate our fans sharing those stories with us. And, uh, you know, why would we not continue on that path and uh, give people some more positive, you know, big rock songs to uh, get through some crazy shitty years that we've got. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, man, we're just trying to help people power through because I know we've all gone through some dark times ourselves. You know, we all deal with the anxiety and depression and the ups and downs of uh, our, our lives as musicians and in bands and uh you know so a lot of these songs were kind of uh written to help us power through you know they're really kind of self-reflective like uh us doubting ourselves as musicians and wondering if we're ever going to be able to release an album and actually tour and do anything so uh it kind of feels like we came out the other side in a really positive way and uh yeah, luckily these songs are getting to see the light of day. We were a little worried that, uh, you know, with the pandemic and everything, we didn't know what was going to happen with the future of the band. So right. we're just grateful to be where we're at. Yeah, man, that sounds exactly what we are. Uh, we we are about because uh, me and my co-host Blake, um, we both had depression, and we don't want anybody else to go through what we go through. So that's why that's why we created this podcast because mental health yeah. mental health is not talked about at all. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, in the media and. And then we just want to give people some time off, you know, from their worries and just enjoy music and this podcast, exactly. you know. And that's the one thing, like, that I find when I, you know, you are in a dark place, like, yeah. music brings you out of it, man. Or at least me, you know, like, music brings you out of some really hard mental times. Like, and, uh, you know, even for us, when we had all those canceled tour plans and dates and our album got posted, we're like, do we even know if the album's going to come out? You know, we started live streaming every week. We did 10 live streams in a row, and it was like, I mean, I'll be honest, man, Miles and I were in a f dark place. We were like super down and, and we, you know, we didn't see any one of the bands. We didn't see any of our friends. We like went, The only thing we did was you go to the live stream, we'd be all masked up and you take off your mask in the corner and you play your set yeah. and then you go home. But we got to like type and uh, back and forth with our, our fans that were nice. streaming online and everyone was like, this song is so sick. Holy shit, I can't wait to hear this on the new album. It was like, it was like, holy shit, positivity. And that's yeah. like. Yeah. that like brought us back up we we're like so then we started looking forward to the live stream every week so it was the most positive thing we had to look forward to like the whole quarantine and um yeah so i don't know man like you said dude i think everyone goes through their ups and downs and uh you know you just gotta you gotta find your vice and uh like music man like music helps people power through a lot of crazy shit and everyone's yeah. gone through crazy shit, no matter who you are i mean a lot of people lost jobs and loved ones and money and all sorts of shit man it's not a it hasn't stayed normal for a lot of people out there no, so you know if anyone needs some positivity right now i think now's the perfect time to yes. Uh, yes, to sir. drop an album with yeah. some positive rock <laughs> speaking of positive uh, feelings um our last question for you is uh, when word show music speaks you know and that can be any further from the truth and i always ask my my guests this um is there one song that you can think of right now off of the hook um that you can listen to but you can't tell anybody about 
Like, like it means so much for you. You just can't express how it makes you feel. Because you know? well, I think like that's because I think that's the true power of music. You know, it's because there's like two or three songs that really gets me, and I can't explain it to anybody else. You know. Yeah, I mean, are you thinking like something that I wrote, like something off the new record or something? I mean, like any song. Yeah, I'm just thinking like we wrote a song called Hold On and that kind of seemed like the song for us where it was like, man, we originally we were going to re-release Machines in Germany and then we were going to tour over there and then we were going to, you know, we were going to kind of home base Europe and then that got canceled and like, and we signed a better noise and then the album got postponed and then we went, you know, everything was like ups and downs and canceled plans and we wrote this song Hold On and it was kind of just like a song for us, just like, holy we've gone through so much, just hang in there and like hopefully it's going to work out and you know, the back half of each chorus, you know, you've got this, the don't give up, I know you've had enough. And whenever, I don't know, man, the first few times I'd sing that live, it was just like, I'd almost like tear up a little bit. It was just like an emotional kind of moment. And it, 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 it's just like, this is like what we've been waiting for. This is like, you know, we, we've gone through so much as musicians and ups and downs and like thinking about quitting music and just hanging it up and like, you know, that song kind of seems like our own anthem. And, like, every time I sing that last chorus where I take it up, like, to that high octave at the end of that yeah. chorus, it's just like, I don't know, a lot of times, man, when, we, when we're running the rehearsal for the first time in a while and we're, like, thinking about finally hitting the road and finally dropping this music and people finally that have been asking and begging us for years, like, dude, where's your new album? And we're like, here's for the glory. <laughs> you know, we're like, <laughs> we can drop this album and so it just feels so good and you know when we're when we're playing that song every once in a while it just kind of strikes that chord and you're like man i'm getting a little emotional singing this line and it hits home for me so yeah definitely looking forward to dropping that one all good all all, all good stuff man all good stuff all uh, good things baby. yeah all good things hey all right yeah uh so for our listeners uh you can contact them on twitter on uh at agt rock rock official instagram is all good things rock uh, YouTube is all good things rock again. Uh, they're on TikTok, all good things official. How is TikTok going for you? Is I mean, <laughs> I mean, is that a good platform? I'm oh man, you know TikTok is great, but I also hate it, man. Like really? it's one of those things where uh, you know it it was like the label, like hey man, you got to get on TikTok. Everyone's doing it, blah blah blah. I totally understand. Yeah. Giant reach, songs blow up on TikTok. Yeah. You know we've written for licensing. We understand how that works. So now I've always joked like. Well, should I write for TikTok? Like, should I just write 30 second hooks that work for being on like a vacation or dancing in the street? You know, but um, I don't know. It's funny, dude. We upload to TikTok and it like gets zero views for for the most part. And then we're friends with Kyle Gash from Tenacious D. So anytime I anytime I upload a thing with Kyle in it, it's got like thousands of views. So I just joke. I'm like, that's like, dude, this is. Yeah, I'm like, this is your TikTok, bro. I'm just running it for you, man. And the only, the only yeah. time any, anyone watches us is when I tag Kyle Gass in it. So we always joke that uh, TikTok's not working for us. But, you know, we, we've transitioned to uh, – I'm not done with it. I actually was obsessed with TikTok for a short period. But then as soon as I had to tackle Instagram reels and moving back and forth between the two, I've just kind of focused on reels for now, dude. So I'm uh, I'm in the real world right now, uh, real world road reels challenge. That's and right. I'll <laughs> I'll be uh, trying to go back to TikTok here shortly. I think, you know, once we're on the road, we're going to be goofing around and have a whole bunch of, uh, you know, stupid <laughs> film. I'm sure all the uh, the dumb will end up on TikTok and Instagram Reels. There you so, go. Uh, yeah, TikTok's funny, man. I can't, you know, quite wrap my head around it, but uh, it is important. I get it. It nice. just shows how old I am, I guess. Well, I mean, I, man, I think I'm older than you. How, how old are you? 
Oh, I'm 33 now, dude. 33. I'm, I'm 41. I I beat you by like I I I can't do math, so it's all right. I beat you by a long shot. Yeah. I really I avoided TikTok as long as I possibly could. I refused, yeah. man. And then it was kind of like you got to get it. And then I was like, next thing you know, I spent like three hours in a row just swiping on yeah. that shit, just yeah. fucking cat videos. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Which is fine, but like you know, it's uh it's time consuming and uh, it's really entertaining and honestly you know I've, I've gone down you can click on your song and see all the videos people have made to that right, shit and yeah. there's some amazing cosplay stuff people have done to our music i gotta be honest man like some of that stuff is pretty amazing like uh, they put a lot of time and effort into those costumes so i don't know i'm, I'm very amused by tiktok but i'm also overwhelmed yeah well we yeah. we we have a uh, we have a tiktok account but i'm not sure what to put on it you know i mean Dude, that's this endless struggle, man. That's the yeah. endless struggle. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, what am I going to put on? And, and, well, then, and, and, and when when people you think, like it, you know? So. Yeah, and when you think you have that perfect video where you're like, this is so good, this is hilarious. It took me like three hours, and you put it up there, and it's got like 20 views. You're yeah. like, <laughs> And then you upload some of like Tim's dog, and it's got a bunch of thousands of views. You're like, all right, I give up, man. It was yeah. like. I used to joke with Instagram and my old bands, man. I'd, I'd be promoting like records and singles and all that. Shit. And then you'd be in California, you post a photo of a sunset, and it'd be like, yeah. you know, you get like, you're like, this is doing better than 99% of your posts. You're like, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we really do thank you for coming on, and I can't wait to meet you now that I know that you're coming to, in, to my time. Oh, yeah. Dude. You know, yeah, I'm glad we're coming close, man. Yeah. It's, it's a cool venue like you said and uh yeah dude looking forward to it definitely reach out before we get out there and watch the music first and uh yeah like you said grab a beer and check out the show it sounds sick man man. well thanks Um, yeah appreciate having me man it's been awesome thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it man we'll talk soon i'll see you in south carolina